Hey there, happy day. Sharon Hornelstrom here, Get Up and Go Challenge. P9, preliminary nine. We're working up to our next challenge. August 1st through 31st, the whole month of August, we are doing the next Get Up and Go Challenge. Free, of course, right here on the Get Up and Go Challenge page, 11 a.m. Central. And leading up to that, so we're just not dead space between uh, the last challenge, where we just finished in the middle of July, to the new challenge, I wanted to do something. So I thought, well, why not share some of the biggest life lessons that I've learned in my 60 years here on the planet uh, with you. And this is the second of one of my favorite, and this might even be my favorite saying and favorite thing that I learned from my father, who passed away about five years ago now. And that is, there's no such thing as can't. Now we've all probably, most of us at some point, heard the saying, if you think you can, if you think you can't, either way you're right. I think that was Henry Ford, but I'm not gonna, I'm not exactly sure who it's attributed to or who said it first, but there's a lot of versions, and my father's version of that was, there's no such thing as can't. And when we were growing up as girls, we heard that a lot. And believe me, if there's a way to say, or make excuses or arguments that you can't do something, between my three sisters and I, we came up with every possible contingency and argument in the book and far-fetched story to challenge my dad on this saying, there's no such thing as can't. And he would always have a rebuttal for us, and of course he was always right in terms of there's different ways to look at things. And so if we would say, I can't do this, I can't go to swimming lessons, and my sisters and I, when we were little, I, I hate to admit this, but we went to, to beginner swimming lessons. I don't even remember how many times I failed beginner swimming lessons. It felt like forever that we were scared of the water. We didn't want to go to swimming lessons. We would pull everything we could possibly come up with for excuses and reasons not to go to swimming lessons when my mom told us we had to go. And I remember in the summer we'd be sleeping and we had a gazebo, which was a screened-in porch at our house. We would have little campouts and sleep overnight there. We'd be like, oh, we're too tired. We can't get up. And we'd dawdle and we'd be late. And we'd, we were terrible. And then when I was about 11, I think I was 11 or 12, my dad and his friends decided we needed a swimming pool out the house. So they took part of the corral where we used to have ponies and horses and they fenced that off and overtook it and put a pool in. They dug a swimming pool. And from then on, within like two weeks of getting water in that pool, my sisters and I could swim like fish. Um, I think the next year, my, my younger sister and I passed every swimming level up to and including lifesavers because we weren't afraid of the water at all. We were absolutely and you know, we lived in that pool from the, that time on until it was filled in with dirt and there was no longer a pool there. And now the, our, that homestead's torn down and gone. It's a hospital there now. But I remember how we just had every excuse in the world about why we couldn't swim. We couldn't learn to swim. Now how ridiculous is that, right? How many billions of people have swam before us, yet we somehow believe that we couldn't swim. I, I love the thought of there's no such thing as can't uh, because so often we convince ourselves that we can't do something we're not capable of it and it's just usually a lie or a false belief it's you know I don't want to do it I'm not motivated I don't want to put forth the effort I'm scared I really don't want to even try to do it but it's not that we can not do it it's not that we're not capable of figuring out a way to make it happen I actually now love when people tell me I can't do something because if somebody tells me I can't do something, guess what? Come hell or high water, I'm gonna figure out how to do that thing. Uh, I remember after my sudden cardiac arrest, uh, 
my family. I, I knew that following that event, I mean, when you drop dead, you go one of two ways. You either succumb to that experience and you deteriorate and you die within three to six years. That was the data I found. Or you make massive lifestyle changes. Well, I looked at my life before this event. I was grateful that I had woken up from this event. And I said, I don't want to be one of those statistics that dies within three to six years of that event. What am I going to do? Massive lifestyle changes. What does that mean? Well, I had become sort of a slug and not really done anything for physical exercise or anything really to take care of myself during you know the couple decades prior to this event mostly because I had excuses right I can't exercise I don't have time to exercise I'm busy running my businesses I'm busy raising my family I'm busy taking care of the household I'm busy doing all these things and guess what I'm only getting four hours of sleep now how am I what am I gonna get rid of so that I can exercise or take care of myself every day so Putting yourself last, by the way, is not a good idea, no matter what. If you don't take care of your health, at some point it will wake you up and you will pay attention to it. Uh, I, I've seen it time and time again with people, myself included. But the thing I decided I was gonna do was I was gonna exercise every day for a year. I, I knew I needed to really break my habit of doing nothing. And it's really easy. The interesting thing about habits is Good habits are hard to form and easy to break. Bad habits, have you ever noticed how easy they are to form and how hard they are to break? Uh, I, 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 have a, I had a Diet Coke. I was a diet pop addict from the time I went to college, which God, back then we only had tab, and we were so excited when Diet Sprite came out. And, and Diet Pop back then was horrible. It tasted like bug spray, and it, it didn't get better for a long time until they started adding aspartame and all the, the stuff that tastes good but's really bad for us into pop. But until I was 50, I was an absolute positive Diet Coke addict. And in August of 2010, I decided cold turkey, I was going to stop drinking Diet Pop. Now, coincidentally, you know, September 7th, a month and seven days later, I dropped dead, which didn't have anything to do with the Diet Pop, but it made a good story, and I joke about it a lot. But I, I gave up Diet Pop cold turkey, and I, I think people didn't believe I would do that either. But the exercise thing was, I hadn't been exercising at all, so I knew I had six months of cardiac rehab. I was like, what am I going to do? I can't go to, I mean, I went to work even though I wasn't supposed to, but I thought, what the heck am I going to do? For six months so I, I, I lost the excuse of I don't have time I don't have time to take care of myself and so of course my family I thought they'd be supportive and say oh that's a good idea but I guess they knew me better than I knew me and they're like there's no way you can't do that it's impossible you're setting yourself up for failure so as soon as they told me I can't do something of course I was motivated to prove them wrong and I think I went eight plus years exercising every single day till I sprained my ankle and I missed a few days because I, I couldn't walk and I couldn't get out of bed. I had an inflammation flare up and I missed a few days. But otherwise, every day since the sudden cardiac arrest, I exercise. I, I remember I would get, get to be 11 o'clock at night and I'd be sidetracked doing something during the day and I'd be like, oh my God, I have an exercise. So I'd go hop on my exercise bike for that last hour of the day. I was, you know, as soon as you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to figure out a way to make that happen. Which is why I love challenges so much. Challenges are, to me, a commitment to myself that I'm going to do something and change something. And once I make the commitment to myself, guess what? Once we commit to ourselves, nothing else matters because we're not going to break our word to ourselves. If I commit to myself, I can 
I can convince other people. I can make excuses to other people. I can really get them, you know, to believe and they'll buy into why I can't do something, but I can't do that with myself. I can't lie to myself. I always know if I'm shirking my personal responsibility or my personal word to myself. And I don't ever want to feel that way because it feels really bad when you commit to yourself that you're going to do something and then you don't do it. Like I just during the 40 day challenge during July for June 1st to July 10th, I did a 40 day challenge. It ended up being 48 days or 40, yeah, 48 days, but I did the 40 day challenge. And during the 40 day challenge, the beginning of that get up and go challenge, my first segment I went through was all about my physical well-being and I haven't been doing awesome I mean I'm awesome I'm good compared to most people but during COVID I let some bad habits sneak back into my life so the one thing I said I was going to do for the 40-day challenge was to give up sugar to not eat sugar so that meant no sea salt caramel at bedtime that was hard but I did the 40 days of no sugar and you know my granddaughter's bringing me cakes and muffins and her mom's bringing over treats and coffee and stuff you know caramel macchiato which I adored I'm like I I put it in the freezer I'm like I'm not gonna do those things not because I couldn't do it I mean of course I could have but it would have been breaking my word and my commitment to myself and guess what my word to myself is the most important thing which is again why I love challenges because every little challenge whether it's five days or three days or 21 days or 30 days or 90 days or 365 days because I've got a 365 day fun challenge going on right now once somebody tells me I can't do something it just totally has the opposite effect on me and it motivates me to prove that I can to myself and to them and again if I make a commitment to myself I'm gonna make sure that I do the thing I say I'm gonna do that belief is born out of corporate America and dealing with people that overpromise and underdeliver. Can't stand that. So I would never want to be that person. So that is our idiom for today. There's no such thing as can't. I would love if you would share in the comments below something that you've been told you can't do or something that you believe that you personally can't do. Uh, and we'll, we'll break that down and we'll work on that through the 30 day challenge because most of us believe we can't do something and we have all kinds of reasons why we can't mine is I'm too old I'm too old for that and I catch myself saying that to my granddaughter sometimes oh grandma's too old for that she can't do that now I will tell you I choose not to do burpees or a burpee challenge or anything like that not because I can't do it but I don't think the pain of actually doing it would make me feel better than challenging myself to do it we have things like that in our lives as well so that's it go out have an absolutely amazing day don't forget to join me right here on the get up and go challenge page starting august 1st 11 a.m central for the entire month of august we'll have a, a 10 minute or less I'm, I'm telling myself it's gonna be 10 minute or less message every day and then of course there'll be there's something you have to do if you don't take a little tiny action toward what you want every day you probably don't really want it right that's what I tell myself if I'm not willing to do something to move me toward what I want every single day then I have to ask myself am I really serious about that am I really serious about exercising every day if I skip a day I'm not really serious about it with the exception of Christmas Day when I missed my videos and everything because I couldn't even talk I couldn't get out of bed super duper sick with a flu some kind of flu not coronavirus of course who knows not influenza A or B who knows I went to the doctor finally after two three weeks of it and they didn't even bother to test me but that was before we knew about corona and things anyway 
I'm rambling. Go out, have an absolutely fantastic day, and join me here Saturday, August 1st, and the entire month of August. And don't worry, the recordings will be on the Get Up and Go Challenge group. If you join the private group, they'll be in a unit in order, and you can catch them whenever you need to. When I do challenges, I do seven days a week, straight through. So when I say a 30-day challenge, it isn't Monday through Friday, and then we skip Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday through Friday. You know why? That breaks your momentum. Our human nature is to say, I'm going to take weekends off. Why? Because we've been trained to take weekends off. But if we really want something for our lives, we can give it 10 minutes a day. All right. Catch you tomorrow. Bye.